Canicross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Welcome to this week's Canicross Conversations. This week I'm here by myself as Michelle is not well. So get well soon, Michelle, and we'll see you back soon. I've delved into the archive of my Canicross chats that I did on my Pause for Running Instagram account during lockdown. And I've picked out this chat I had with Sarah from Run and Smile about trail running, Canicross and strength training. And she gives us lots of tips for beginners on trail running, as well as if you've been running for a while with your dog. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, So welcome. You're in Germany, aren't you, at the moment? Yeah, I'm out in Germany. I would say lovely sunny Germany, but we're not getting much summer just yet. Yeah, you're not you're not missing anything back here in the UK no. either. It's pretty horrendous and very windy out there at the moment, so uh, and wet. But anyway, anyway, I wanted to get you on on because I wanted to talk about trail running, and uh, as a fellow dog fit instructor, um, I wanted uh, to sort of talk about the canicross side of it as well. But before we do any of that, would you introduce yourself to everyone who doesn't know you, please? Sure. So, yeah, I'm Sarah. Um, yeah, runner, canny crosser, trail runner um, from the UK, living out in Germany with my husband and our three dogs. So we've got uh, my first dog was a, is a Springador, so Labrador cross a Spaniel. So totally great, bit greedy, loves <laughs> to run, um, but obviously not kind of a, a purebred running dog. And then we've got two hounds. So um, a female hound, Poppy, who's coming up to three years old, a little running machine, quite light, fast, agile, but yeah, a bit crazy. And then my young male, Sonic, who... um, I love that name. (laughs) It it describes him quite well, actually. Super Sonic, I don't need to say much more than that. He's just turned one, so I've only done sort of bits of running with him, but yeah, he's, he's he's a strong boy and he loves to run. Uh, I've seen some of your photos, so they look really impressive. Well, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So for for me personally, I I'm working full time at Adidas. Um, I've kind of always been in the sports industry. Lucky for me, um, kind of my work is my passion as well, and I'm working specifically for Adidas Terex, which is their outdoor kind of part. Um, of Adidas and the past kind of 10 years I've spent a lot of time doing product management actually for trail running footwear Um, so yeah I'll try and talk a little bit about footwear and things as well today Um, so yeah I think that's me really I haven't always been a runner I'll throw that one in there Uh, I think I used to hate running actually growing up I was more much more into team sports played a lot of field hockey um so, yeah, I only really got into running when I started working after university, um, did some did a lot of road running and then progressed a bit to some triathlons and then really obviously trail running and now just totally in love with Canicross. It actually sounds quite similar and it's really interesting, especially here in the UK, isn't it, that the whole uh, school thing is about team sports, which is really, really important because you need that to learn about being in a team and everything. Yeah. But, but but I have a 16-year-old uh, son and he has got into, he's not, he likes some team sports, but he's really got into, and I think because of lockdown, sort of cycling and running and trail running, especially. And I kind of think that's brilliant because he's quite young 
yeah. maybe to, to be doing this. But I think it's just the circumstances that we found ourselves in. And I won't let him go for days without doing an exercise. So he hasn't got any choice. So he's got to do something. But <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's get back on track. So what, um, where was I going? Lots of people are new to trail running. Um, and, and probably a lot of people do it for the first time uh, when they go out canny crossing because we, we suggest that they don't run on roads with their dogs and things like that. But what is trail running, the pure sense of it, without without dogs potentially or whatever? Yeah, so for me, trail running is anything kind of that's not on a road. It's not on like a paved paved surface so it could be as simple as like um running around a park on kind of a foresty or gravel track you talk trail running a lot of people think uh straight away uh like mountain running up these kind of rocky difficult terrain super technical trails and that of course is one part of it um but you've you've also got like a whole range from your park runs to running in the forest trails where there's maybe a lot of tree roots, softer ground yeah. uh, around fields, um, and then yeah, kind of your more mountainous trails. So it's it's a big mixture. Uh, the one other thing I'd say, I think trail running is is always when you're running on marked trails, um, especially in the UK. Maybe you heard of fell running as well. Yeah. Or when there kind of isn't a route planned and it's a bit more extreme. Uh, whereas trail running, you usually do kind of follow specific um, marked paths. No, right, I hadn't thought about that. And uh, because it, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because the uh, it almost like the words have all sort of come together like it's cross country running. What's cross country running? Isn't that the same sort of thing, you know, <laughs> as trail running? And then, yeah, I forgot about the added thing of trail running as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's interesting. But so, does it change? So we've got a lot of people that come into County Cross to get a dog and they're, they're road runners or they're runners before. Mm -hmm. Does it change our technique, our running technique as we go onto trails? Yeah, so talking, I guess, first kind of without the dog, just trail running. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> yeah, I recommend to start trail running first without your dog before adding them to the equation. <laughs> totally with you on that one, yes. <laughs> Especially with my crazy boy. Yeah. So, so yes, there, there are elements of your technique that change, but overall, uh, when you first get going, obviously start on easier trails and it shouldn't really ch change how you run. The, the overall kind of rhythm and symmetry and movement pattern that you go through should be the same. I think that only there's a few points that, that you'd maybe alter depending on the type of kind of route you're running. So, for example, <clears throat> you're running a route with a more uneven ground or lots of tree roots, then you've got, obviously got to be more careful with your footing. And I think naturally um, you will e it's easier when you increase your cadence and shorten your stride length a bit, just so that you're like super light on your feet. So you're not like overstriding to try and jump over all these kind of tree roots and bits and bobs, but actually like shorter, faster feet um, is easier when you're trail running. Um, the, yeah, the, the, the other thing I'd say is, yeah, just try and run as naturally as possible and not kind of think about it too much. Because I've got, and it does relate a little bit to canicles, so I've got people that always say to me, oh, I don't want to run on trails. They're all, you know, it's all unstable and I'm going to slip. And I kind of say to them, no, it's just, you've just got to go for it. And actually, if you're wearing yeah. a threat kit as well, it always helps as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And so, I, think... I know Georgie was on earlier. I don't know if she's still on. But um, yeah, so the kit's really important, but we'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah. yeah. 
the, the confidence of running on the trails and like you say having the correct kit if you've got the right shoes with correct grip then for sure you don't need to worry about slipping no. so um are there any differences and again we're talking because the terrain is obviously different from tarmac so is there anything we need to consider when we're out running trail running when we're running downhill for example um we're talking without dogs at the moment guys because <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to change <laughs> so uh, yeah downhill uh, honestly for me i would say this is the most difficult part of trail running a lot of people will dread the uphill but actually i think the downhill is much harder and we <laughs> <laughs> technique wise it's it's very easy to sort of stay very upright um what you really want to try and do is have your body like perpendicular i don't know if people can see my hands uh, like perpendicular to the trail so if you stand normally you're going to be like this um but you want to keep your like perpendicular so almost lean forward into the hill and that's quite scary at first so a lot of it's just practice and practicing on quite a sort of shallow hill to start with uh, so you get that feeling of leaning forward and then just letting your kind of your legs move you'll have to move your legs faster because you'll go downhill and you'll move quicker yeah. the classic thing people do running downhill is over strides it's so easy to do but then if you do that you've obviously got more and more impact on your ankles your knees your hips so it's actually better to try and make sure your foot is landing kind of beneath your knee beneath your hip and keep that kind of cadence moving quicker um and the other thing is looking ahead it yeah. you're um you're kind of inclined to look down at your feet especially on the trails you're worried about what you might kind of land on but if you've got kind of good enough conditioning and the strength in your lower body and your legs you don't need to worry about what's on the ground and look ahead and that will just naturally keep your whole kind of body in a be better running position uh, and, and i totally agree with you with that and, and I'm, I'm sure i also read somewhere that if you're looking ahead it takes a while for your brain to process so by the time your foot actually let lands you, you sort of know what that's going to be because you've seen it ahead of you but if you're looking yeah. straight down and then did you say your posture gets really bad yeah. through yeah. it so and that i think is the hardest thing for anyone to to try and do and, and run downhill as well <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely um yeah so again obviously the right shoes and the right kit is going to be really important but we'll talk about that a little bit more when we have the dogs um, so going uphill why is that easier do you think or, or people find that's going to be harder but what you your tips on that and the uphill is um it's uh it's harder from a, a power perspective it, you need more strength and power to go uphill to generate the force to kind of push you up but a lot of it you can actually do with your arms so if you drive your arms your legs will follow again you want to be leaning um, forward into the hill a little bit as well uh, but again don't think about taking really big strides to get up the hill it, you'll find it more efficient if you do um, smaller kind of faster circles with your legs and a lot of that will come from driving your arms and driving your knees upwards um, and then the rest will really follow um, the reason I think it's easier is power and strength is actually kind of quite easy to train. You can do loads of stuff at home in the gym, whereas downhill is your body's having to like shock absorb a lot. So your muscles yeah. are working, we call it eccentrically. And so for that, you can do specific training as well. I can I'll talk about a bit later, but um, it's much tougher on your on your muscles. So you'd probably actually find if you did a 
a full uphill run versus a full downhill run, the next day I can guarantee you'll be in more pain if you've done only downhill. Yeah, no. And, and, it, and it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I teach Pilates for runners. So we talk a lot about posture and obviously we're working around the core. But when I start bringing arms in and, some, and we do, the, the course I do is leaning forward. We do a lot of the movements in a forward lean so that you're using everything. Nice. But when I start bringing the arms in, it's really interesting, and I'm sure as you see, you know, train lots of runners. It's just the, where people put their arms or don't use them. Yeah. And actually, and actually, running uphill, you tend not to overstride anyway, do you? Because that's more of an effort. So you can do your technique. But again, if you play around with your arm movements, it is so much easier. Yeah. And I just, yeah. But anyway, so people, uh, yeah, need to think about the whole thing. And I think it's great that people just go out running, and I love that. But if they get into it, which they're going to, because running's running, um, yeah, we need to do all the other things. And Sarah and I are both like, yes, you've got to do all this strength and whatever. So, so important. So what about running on the flat then? On the trails? Yeah. yeah. As I said earlier, I think it, it's, it's pretty comparable to normal road running. You just want to be a bit more light on your feet. You want to think more about agility, especially if you've maybe got kind of like twisty like lots of left and right, lots of turns. And then the power as well, like we've said, um, if there's a, a hill element to it, you will notice um, what you've gained from your sort of strength up the hills will then reflect in, in your flat running as well. Yeah. Yeah, use your arms. <laughs> in doubt, use your arms. And actually, when people have done it on, on done my course and they'll come back the next week and say, oh, I really... I was listening, hearing your voice in my head and really yes. used my arms and it felt so much easier. So it's like, yes. <laughs> so let's um, let's add the dog to the mix. So we've got our dog attached. Obviously, the speed's going to go up. Well, not obviously. It depends what your dog's like, but most of them are. How do things change? So, yeah. Yeah. How does it affect us to start off with? So the, the first thing you just said then, it, it depends on the dog. So that for me is key. So I'll, I'll try and talk a little bit about, let's say, sort of two types of dogs. And I've experienced this just from mine, like from running with my mm. more kind of Labrador breed to running with a, a pure racing hound. You haven't run with my Labrador, though, who's probably no. like your racing hounds. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Well, yeah, mine's like seven coming up to eight now. So let's oh. talk get older slightly more lazy yeah so if, if you're running with a hound like or any dog for sure your speed is going to increase you've got the pull from your waist um you're going to be feeling that power um and as well as kind of controlling them and trying to run naturally the big thing for me is being aware of the trail before you run it so if i'm going to go and do a trail run with the dog I'm pretty sure most of the time would I will have run it already without the dog. So I'm aware of what terrain I'm running on. Um, is that suitable for the dog? Um, do they need to wear like booties or anything? Um, are there any big hills? Like, can I do that with the dog? Like, can I control them on the up and the downhill? Uh, so for me, a big thing is almost like a route check before yeah. you dog especially if you're running with like a, a power dog or a hound or someone a super fast dog um if you're running with a, a let's say my labrador um i think it's a little bit different and you it can be a bit more recreational shall we say and then you can you do have the possibility to try new trails and explore new areas together so i think it's really dependent on your type of dog so that's kind of for everyone to decide first 
um, before, yeah, considering if you yeah. need to check the trail. I tend to, because I'm injured at the moment, like, thank you. <laughs> so I've been walking a lot of routes and they've been brilliant. And and uh, and it's a really, and it's shown me that actually it's really important because actually, because it's been so muddy through okay. the winter and horses are going on the bridleways that we're running on, there's some really deep rivets and things like that. So the fact you're aware of that, because otherwise yep. it's going to be a nasty, nasty injury if not. So uphill, you can kind of, if we're running with a dog, yeah, obviously the dog's got to be fit enough to, to do it and necessarily pull us up. Is there any sort of particular, anything different to what you said earlier? No, from a, a human perspective, let's say you want to keep your technique as similar as possible. And I'd actually say, yeah, of course, running uphill with a dog is probably one of the, be the best best parts of canny crossing with a dog if they pull you anyway. Um, but the other thing I'd say is when they are pulling you, it's a lot of effort for them when they're obviously like working against gravity. So don't like stop or slow down because then they'll be super tired afterwards you yeah. still give like as much energy as you can going up the hill with them uh, so that's kind of quite a key thing that I've learned to keep that power in your dog and the other thing is it might be that your dog doesn't like running up hills like one of mine he always stops and goes for a wee just as we're approaching a hill <laughs> just like a human you might need to give them verbal encouragement yeah so encourage them up the hill as well if they need that so yeah just just treat them kind of how you'd like to be treated I guess and, and I and I actually it is really interesting because also and I suppose this talks a bit about being on the flat but what I'm noticing with the people that I teach canny cross is that again they've got to let themselves go they've got to go into that forward lean and in some ways it's easier with the dog because if you let yourself go and trust your dog yeah you get into that lovely running position apart from the overstride yeah. but yeah but yeah so it's really good so what about downhill yeah downhill that's interesting i can't say i've mastered it with all of my dogs yet. so um everyone out there don't be upset if you can't do it so i actually really learned the hard way with 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 my labrador she um we were doing quite a technical trail run um in innsbruck so actually quite a mountainous run yeah um on top of that it was a night run uh, so i was running with my head torch and it was pouring with rain so it was really difficult <laughs> Little did I know that some of the downhill was quite steep, quite twisty and like a really rocky terrain. And um, oh. e even for, for her, who for that dog, Jess, who doesn't always pull with full force, when you're in a race environment like that and there's lots of people around, she was for sure pulling. Yeah. And therefore, I would say train the behind command. If you've got heels that are so steep that you don't want the dog pulling you, you actually want to teach them just to kind of trot by your side or trot behind you. Uh, sometimes in that scenario, the trails were so narrow that the dog had to be right behind you. Um, and that, like, I've found really is just practice and training. Yeah. I've done little bit of training before that race so she knew it she just didn't always listen when she was super hyped and excited in the race yeah, that sounds um, familiar <laughs> the thing that saved me on that run was the aid station had cheese very strange to have cheese for humans at an aid station but Jess absolutely loves cheese so I just had this handful of smelly like cheddar or something behind me she was like gobbling away at my hand the whole time but it you know it stopped me getting it pulled down the mountain and actually narrow um tracks even if you're just walking along that are really good to train behind 
yeah, because they can't get past you and stuff like that. So, you know, if you, you're wanting to train that, it's a really good place to do it. But, yeah, yeah. it's scary. I've done some really, you know, just sort of local um, canny cross races and, and they're only 5K, but they've been really muddy the last, well, last end of last year. And I got up by my side, but I was still yanking on her to stay. So it's, um, yeah, so yeah. everything changes then. But so what about on the flat then? Um, conscious of time, we've got loads to go through. So um, what about on the flat when you've got your dog? How do you, your running technique changes? So how can we? Your technique changes, yes, but you don't, you want to run as normally as possible. And honestly, I've learned a lot with running with different types of dogs. My three dogs are all super different. And I don't necessarily run the best with, my boy hound that's super strong um i run the best with poppy because she doesn't have so much power and i can actually keep my running style much more normal right. the that change more of course are your stride length and that's what you want to change if you're looking to go faster the longer you spend in the air uh, the quicker you're going to move um and it's kind of getting the balance of increasing your stride length without over striding so quick feet and like a high level of flexibility, I'd say, is really what you want. Um, when I first started running with Sonic, he was his power and his strength was so much more that I ended up like leaning back a lot. And I was just ha had a horrible running posture. As kind of my confidence and my strength grew and I learned how to run with him, you get into a much better position. So I think part of that is just practice. So yeah. go out practice on you know like easier terrains and trails and just get try and run as naturally as possible and yeah and yeah i mean i do a bit of interval training without really going setting out to do it because if we you know if there's prey ahead she, she tends to go faster <laughs> and it is really and it's and it's stepping up that gear quickly in your head that you've got to just change a little bit with otherwise you know she pulls a lot so i tend to overstride um probably more than i should be so I need to I need to work on that. I know that. Um, yeah. I also need to stronger. Yeah, get someone to film you. Yeah. It's so hard to know what you look like without seeing yourself back, and I found it super helpful. Just getting like an iPhone captured, you can get slow motion on that as well. Just side on, and yeah. so much from that, and just make little changes. No, that that's brilliant. Um, I, well, this one we're. I've got the, the mold together these what top three exercises do you think canny crosses should do um yeah I mean there's there's so many it's hard to <laughs> I only want three <laughs> I give three kind of groups of exercises so one is your really classic and this is all stuff you can do at home um really classic um squats and lunges but for canny cross, I would say specifically, you will probably benefit more from making them um, like a metabolic squat. So like little bounding jumping squats, because then that's working the muscles eccentrically as well as concentrically. So that helps kind of with the, you know, the downhill, the braking and yeah. um, the power that they give, um, as well as kind of jumping alter alternating squat um, lunges. Sorry. Yeah. So that, those are really good. Um, the second part I'd say for kind of canny cross and trail running is any exercises on one leg. So one leg squats um, or like... Calf a, raises. Yeah, calf raises, exactly. Um, kind of deadlifts and things on like wobble boards. 
Mm. So I think having strong ankles, strong knees is super important to running with a dog and on the trails, obviously. Well, I'm actually sitting on a bosso ball now because it's not <laughs> tight, but yeah, I love getting on a bosso ball and just, uh, that's like bouncing around. <laughs> but it, and it is so important. And I know from sort of being injured and, you know, I'm older, I'm in my 50s. So I know even more importantly that I've got to have this strength in. Yeah. Um, and it's the sort of, as you say, that the giving the bound into it a little bit to, 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 to try and replicate what you're doing out on the on the trails. And that single leg work is just unbelievable. And the strength you get from it is just amazing. Yeah, you it. yeah so it's red. So um, I'm going to miss that one out at the moment. So talk to me about feet. <laughs> feet. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> not really a passion of mine but yeah something I can, I can speak quite easily about because of experiencing a lot of problems myself shall I say um canny crossing with the dog if you've got a dog that is um does have a strong pull then you could well experience problems with your shoes with your feet moving around in the shoes etc etc um so there's lots of things you can consider to help that so the first thing is having obviously a shoe that fits well um different brands have got totally different fit of shoes so wide forefoot narrow heel um you can get a higher cut on the ankle for a bit more support and things like that so i'm not going to recommend anything specific because i think every foot is different but try different brands don't necessarily kind of try shoes that you see other people running in on instagram and think it's going to work for you because they it might not for example like i cannot run in salomon like they are just too narrow for me and that's my feet and i run in salomon <laughs> yeah and i i i just saw they released a uh they've done a new one haven't they i've seen that i just saw the email i was like oh they, they look really nice but i just know <laughs> sure. but i have to say i i run in those and those have got um a, i can't remember what called cross train i think but they've got a really yeah. nice deep lug which is brilliant yeah, yeah. for the winter um, Georgie from uh, Alton Sports got me into neg- uh, Nike Pegasus and I am loving those. They've got so much cushioning, which I think trail shoes are going a bit more to now, aren't they? With a bit more cushioning, which for my old body, I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just finding this, like, the shoe that's right for you. Um, so, yeah, so we're talking feet. So shoes is one thing. The next thing is socks. Um and having, again, the right sock for you. Personally, I love any compression sock because then I think your foot's secure in the sock and you don't get any kind of movement there. Uh, the third piece is then if you get still get kind of movement in the shoe with the sock, there's lots of little things you can do, like um, putting Vaseline actually on your feet or in between your toes or wherever it is that you maybe get the rubbing. Um, and then it just means that the rubbing will occur against the Vaseline and not, you know, peel your skin off. Um, the final thing, if you get really desperate like me, is actually taping your feet. So you can kind of put that med- medical um, tape around your feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to protect them a bit. Yeah, so we lost you a little bit then, but that's that's fine. Yeah, no, I heard that taping your feet. So that's a that's a good one. And there is so much. I mean, we could talk for ages, Sarah. With all this, I know we could. Um, so, just tell me, what's your favourite trail to run with a dog and without a dog? What type of trail? Did you hear that? Uh, without a dog? To, no, repeat it. Sorry, the internet. So, what's your favourite trail to run with a dog and without a dog? Are they different? Um. Running with the dog, I absolutely love 
forest trails let's say um super uh, twisty not so hilly more just undulating is nice but um i like the technical kind of tree root stuff um love that yeah. um td if we're talking races tdm was a was a mountain stage race that i did and if anyone's kind of keen to really get into it then that is kind of the pinnacle to aim for it's just unbelievable um really really beautiful trails um, without a dog, yeah, I, I quite like the more mountain stuff. I'm not so worried about yeah being pulled over, going on the downhills. <laughs> and yeah, like I mentioned, I'm lucky I've done some super nice ones in Innsbruck, but also I think my favourite one was uh, in Italy in Limona, um, a sky race uh, up from Lake Garda. Uh, sure, only like nine, ten kilometres, but nearly like a thousand elevation. It was just stunning like absolutely brutal like most of the up you're actually just power walking but super, and that's super... what that's what i love about trail running i got my love for trail running in new zealand and so you can imagine the mountains in south island were just ah. amazing but i you know i'm leicestershire and i know you know probably the area a bit so it's fairly flat but it's not completely flat it's not as flat as you think but um yeah, it's yeah. just getting out there, getting outside, isn't it, and seeing all that scenery that's around you, whatever, whatever the day. So, um, yeah, really important. Exactly. Just being out in Brilliant. nature is what it's all about. Yeah, it, exactly. Where can people find you online, Sarah? Um, so either on this, this account, Train and Smile. So this is kind of my coaching account. Um, you can also check out the website, trainandsmile.org. Um, or my personal account, which is just full of full of dogs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually running with the dogs, but not much of that at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, that's run and smile. Uh, but yeah, so you can see it through those. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you so, so much. I know we could carry on chatting for ages, but um, <laughs> we'll probably lose all our viewers and it'll just be you and me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having it. me. And, some great tips so brilliant thank you so much i hope you've enjoyed that as much as i enjoyed listening again there were some great trail running tips for canny cross and just trail running the importance of teaching your dogs certain commands to keep you safe when out do let us know if there's any subjects that you particularly want us to talk about and if you want to find out more about the pilates for runners course then check out the links in the description below we'll see you next time